With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast, which feels like a Monday, because we're going to be talking all about the Scottish Premiership midweek, which is always quite haphazard, because it's tough to watch those highlights, lads, isn't it? I've been watching highlights on a bus, uh, downstairs in Fowler's office, everywhere. But let's all go to the main topic of the day, and the man who is named after the gentleman that has just been binned from the Jamborinos. Craig Fowler, how do you feel? Feeling good? You look happy. Yeah, you look, you look well. I mean, I could I could probably say now that I was uh, named after Craig Levine again because he's now left, and soon he won't be hated by half of Edinburgh, all of Edinburgh. No, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah. I've, I've been lying the last uh, few months to tell people I was named after Craig Thompson instead. I think the, I, the, the referee. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> no, the registered sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> So, Craig Levine, what are you thinking? It's obviously been time coming, isn't it? No, it's been a He got the bullet, but from a distance of, uh, yeah, about 20 yards. Yeah, I I probably hung on a little more to Levine than a, a lot of Heart supporters, so I think I turned around about... March or... Turned. What, what language? <laughs> t- turned around about March or, or April time because I think until then the, the fans were getting fed up. But I thought they were kind of, Levine was a victim of circumstance to that point. There was obviously the, the amount of injuries that kind of knocked off momentum. Naismith came back. They looked okay, not not great. But then Naismith went out again. You're like, well, influential player. But the, there came to be a period where I was kind of looking at the team going in every game going... Team's not actually that bad. Quite confident they, and then they start playing and they'd be absolutely fucking horrendous. And I thought, well, if that continues to happen, whose fault can it be? The manager. 
So it took me, I think it was, must have been about April I realised that. It unfortunately, it took the Hearts board nearly another seven months to, to do the same. But finally, they've come to the right decision. And I don't hate the fact that he's staying on until the end of the season as director of football. I think that's... It's not quite director of football, though, for what Ah, yeah, it's aye, he's staying on as kind of on Consult, the board. Consultant He's staying board. on on the board so he's until got, he's, his contract he's been kept on in a made-up role because they want to slowly but surely... Well, I they think they just don't want him on the TV anymore. I think... I, 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 I think it makes sense, though, because it's our... our um, oh, I'm Duncan, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't introduce anyone. I didn't introduce, uh, we're too happy hippies for this one, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, it's quite a usual thing to have in a lot of businesses, to have a... a a transition period yeah. and especially when it's someone that is, is held to significant to arguably the two most important roles in the football club so it does kind of make sense uh, to keep them on and also like we're not I don't think there's any Craig Levine is not necessarily has, is not terrible full stop like he has some merits to him just maybe those as a football manager are, are, are dead and gone now. Yeah. And it's more the case of that actually a lot of his ideas, like he's, he's, a, he's done it twice now at Dundee United and at Hearts. He has brought in academies that have gone and developed footballers. That's a skill. Like, there's not, not, yeah. not there's loads of clubs that can't do that, that can't identify talent and bring them through and play first team football and sell some of them on to, for money. But tactically and all the everything else, he's, he, he may well be shot. I think it probably would have made... Uh, I think it actually might have been the best for the club in a vacuum if Levine had stayed on, just director of football, just went back to his old role. But because of the whole kind of... The, the kind of absolute nonsense whispers, like when Cathro was in charge, like Levine was just doing everything and he was just a puppet, which, I mean, as soon as Levine took over, I mean, he kind of binned a lot of Cathro's kind of... He binned Cathro's style, Cathro's players, signed Ross Callaghan, type of player Cathro would never sign. <laughs> I saw the, the best tweet, one of the best tweets, I mean, there's been a lot of good tweets today, has been that, that uh, Levine should definitely hand notes uh, from the stand down to uh, Austin McPhee on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do just, do just for a laugh. Just do it for a laugh, <laughs> right. But it's a bit of a trek at Hamden. But because of that, I just would have been too... The atmosphere would have been too poisonous amongst the support had he stayed on indefinitely as director of football. To stay on in this kind of role just to the end of the season makes perfect sense. And I think it's an, it's just enough to, to pacify the members of the support that were like, no, I want rid of him completely. Because it means that the board, with the exception of Craig Levine, the board doesn't have anybody who knows football. Yeah. So they're they're going to need to bring somebody else on. They need going to bring need to bring another director of football, and to to do that without having Gary much Lock. to do that without having much knowledge of Scottish football or football in general yourself would probably be on a hiding or nothing. So it is kind of good that Levine's sticking around to at least kind of help with that transition. Yeah, help. Yeah, yeah help maybe try to appoint his successor, both as manager and as player. Right, player, um, <laughs> director of football. Um, to be fair, he'd probably do a better job than Christoph Berra's done this year. <laughs> just before we go into like the future for Hearts and there, what about the future for Craig Levine? Where does he go from here? I just just came ahead when the ways you were talking. There is merits uh, to what he's achieved in in football, even if not, none of it actually led to any silverware or any sort of really fun. It depends how low he's prepared to go as manager. I don't think that. I mean, I, I or do you think he should concentrate on the off field? Like, but he's not maybe, good at transfers and he's not good at managing. Like, I think that's the problem. Is he's good? Like, his transfers aren't bad. How many players has he signed? Yeah, no, but not a lot of them are actually terrible. There's only like two or three that have actually been really bad. Mm, I don't know. Like, what? 
But he's signed a tremendous amount of footballers. Yeah, not, I don't yeah. think a lot of them are that bad. I just think he doesn't know how to coach them that well and get, okay. and get the best out of them. Well, I think a lot of people, I mean, if you listen to most people uh, talking now, everyone is sort of in agreement that Hart's squad is pretty strong. Yeah, and that's uh, him signing the players. I don't signed, think he inherited many of them. Uh, so he's saying a player better. Who he's the worst one. To yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, if he's got if he's got this sort of youth that he's setting up, sort of youth academies, would that be a good role for him? Maybe back even in the in the Scotland yeah. setup. Well, I think it's it's probably a role of that nature. Whether whether it for the SFA, whether for another club, uh, because I think I don't think necessarily there'd be too many teams in the top flight who want to take him on as a manager. I think. No. Most of them outside of the top five would be pretty happy of him as a director of football. But yeah, yeah I, think, I think the problem is that there's just baggage now that comes with them. Like that's, I think that's that, that is the issue is that with Scott with the Scotland, he's, that's still hanging over him. Yeah, part time and now how drawn out this was. If if, if he'd even gone uh, after the Scottish Cup final, it might have he might have. Looked much better at prospects for another club. Yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's just it's soured so much. I think that if you are a fan of another club, you'd be like, oh god, like because there's this there's this thing there's this this idea that he he consumes the club. You know, I think you you can see that in terms of where Dundee United went after he left. Okay, admittedly, Houston steadied the ship for a while, but the, the the course of the club went. Uh, on a down, on a down, downward trajectory, uh, he he seems to dominate the clubs, and that's fine if that's what you want. But it does create problems if it does go awry, like it has done now. Because he won't have a. Because just say, I'm assuming that Craig Levine doesn't have enough money to call it. Oh, I think he probably quits. You think? I think. He, he, I don't know. Just, <laughs> I have no idea what the state of finances. No, but you, you know what I mean. I just I mean, like I know he, he would have got a pretty. He's a hard fan. He probably got lots of people invested money for him. Kind of thing, <laughs> well, he's lost all his money. <laughs> one of, one of the, um, but is there anything else you want? I mean, what, what do you think about Hearts? Then where do you, where do you go for you? What type? For as a personal viewpoint, what type of manager would you want? Uh, I would quite like Stephen Robinson. Sorry, Motherwell fans. He seems to get teams playing decent football, but also smash mouth football, and that's what Hearts football is all about. Yeah, I was I think I totally. What's Ryan Bowman up to? Let's get him to just kick fuck it around Portis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's got quite a good record against Hibs, which seems to be like the basically the one on one one criteria yeah, for, but, for about sixty two percent of your fans. Well, like, no, I couldn't save Levine. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, but he saved them for quite a while. <laughs> Because he finished with not what, with the fans, just with the board. <laughs> he, won, he finished with like a thirty-nine point two percent win uh, ratio, which I mean that's absolutely horrendous, isn't it? For you're talking about one of the top five clubs in the country. Uh, I actually thought it was going to be worse than that. Oh, is that as high as that? Yeah, well, that's what it said. I, I just sort of caught the start of sports okay. scene, and that's what they were saying. But I think that's actually more impressive than. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have guessed low. I'd, I'd reinstall them. <laughs> So you think Stephen Robinson get that in your face football, fast paced, yes. quick wingers, hard hard pricks in the middle of the park, uh, and just get get up everyone again? Uh, yeah, I'd quite like that. There's a few. I don't think they should. Anybody who's actually got a link with Hearts, I don't want. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't like any of the candidates that do. Uh, Rob was wrong with Neil McCann. <laughs> There's a whole podcast dedicated yeah, to that. We're going to justify that with our response. Um, and John, John Robertson. John Robertson's probably the pick of the bunch, I thought. Nielsen, uh, definitely not Naismith. Uh, Nielsen, there's a little too much kind of 
baggage going on there as well, even though he done okay. The, well, he done pretty well the first time, but he's not been that great since he left Hearts, and there's a certain element in Hearts support who wouldn't be happy about seeing him back. And just signed a, a new bumper contract. Yes, and Dundee United spent shitloads of money, so I'm only going to assume that he gets about 20 grand a week there, so <laughs> uh, probably wouldn't be able to afford him. And yeah, there's, there's uh, numerous other ones people calling for Gary Locke to come back. Nope, nope. No, definitely not. Uh, the guys that are currently at the club, McPhee, Daly, I think they just need a kind of break for that for the moment. This This plan to... Have this conveyor belt, conveyor belt of managers never worked out at all because the first one left. I never really understood why Levine said that was kind of ahead of time. Nielsen left after two and a bit years. How long did he think a manager was going to stick around? Yeah, yeah especially about the football yeah. system, very, very real. Well, was you really think it was going to be five years before <laughs> John Daly was ready to take over? And <laughs> they've got like they build a manager school, yeah. like uh, John Hughes used to have a goalkeeping school. It also didn't help that they sacked the best prospect of their kind of manager school as well, which is Jack Ross. He's been mentioned as well, but. Uh, that's not happening Yeah we're not going to the reasons no. why I'm sure uh, people can't really talk about that in depth But no. according to you and Joel <laughs> and, and lots of other people lots of people yeah. That there's absolutely no way That Jack Ross will be rocking up At Tynecastle So we're on the Stephen Robinson train Fowler I mean, yeah, we'll be on, that that train. on Twitter I'd I'll be watching you we'll I'd be settle up. for what about, left, would be what about okay. a left field? What about a left field? I'd, I'd like a left field. Go to England, get a, get a, somebody like Paul Heckenbottom, but somebody who's actually decent. Yeah. Or what Michael Appleton. Yeah, get Michael Appleton. Imagine that. Michael Appleton in, Ryan Bowman in, just everyone has to be tanks. <laughs> and def, yeah, I'd hope the drug testers aren't cutting them off. I think man's allowed to take them, but they're not. I, I mean... Look I don't at, know. Look, look, look. I can imagine we get in trouble if he would just snort at Charlie before the <laughs> no, game. No, I think he was talking about steroids. <laughs> I thought that he'd get in trouble in some shape or form. Do they get drug tested though? Oh, I don't know. It's a great, it's a great point. I mean, why would you bother? I, I mean, when you look at the drug testing, when you when you hear about the in depth, it sounds like hardly anyone gets drug tested anyway. Uh, and you really, have to be really and unlucky, and like Jordan McMillan, and it's definitely where you were spiked. not. Yeah, you're de- it's definitely not. Like by accident as well. I think they they pick and choose who they're going to be. What um, what I think might be interesting to come out of this is whether Hearts' injury problems improve at all. Because Hearts well, have had a lot of injuries over the last year, but two years has it been to do with uh, the way that, that they're trained? Because Ovina said recently, and he does make a, a fairly decent point that a lot of these injuries were impact injuries in games. But I was speaking to someone at Hearts recently who'd spoken to a. Uh, an independent uh, strength and uh, fitness conditioning. conditioning coach and they'd said well what you do in the training ground can impact whether you're more susceptible to impact injuries mm-hmm. like at the weekend so it's not necessarily a case that just because just really you've been yeah you've been hit because you, you try to clear the ball and somebody stood in your foot and you broke a bone doesn't doesn't mean you're always injured uh, always unlucky it, it could be something to do with that so it will be interesting to see whether players coming back but there's there's rumours that Naismith's not doing too well as a injury prone 32 year old signed a four year deal <laughs> he might be made new manager just yeah, to justify that well, he's contract. starting the manager uh, the manager he's <laughs> the f- number one on the management school yeah the only, management the only school. problem with that is that unfortunately for Stephen Naismith getting the job you can't as a manager, you can't actually just go out and stand on the pitch in your suit <laughs> <laughs> you shout at everybody in close quarters um, but yeah so Hearts where is it going to go this season? How is there going to be just a, a straight up turn in form, or do you think it's um, 
more endemic than that. I think it. I think it obviously depends on the hire. I don't think Craig Levine was necessarily such a horrendous manager that literally anybody could come in and have him powering up the table. I think it will need to be somebody who knows what to do with this group of players. I think it is a fairly decent squad. I still think they're short in some areas, namely out wide, because they've only really got one natural winger, and that's Jake Moraney, who I still don't think is that good. No, he got be- he got better, but. And he was is, probably, Mor- is Morrison not a... Morrison's not played a good game in about a year. Yeah, I know. I, I know Graham Phillips raves about him. But, uh, um, but yeah, is he not a winger, though? He's a winger, but yeah. like I say, he's not played well in about a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still only like and then 19, 20. Jamie Walker arguably is better through the middle. Yeah, Jamie Walker plays from the wing. Yeah, he's yeah. not really a winger. There's several other players that can do that. Quote, can do that. Uh, Sean Clare, Machino, Naismith. But all of them are at their best in the centre. Yeah. So... I don't want to fall in the trap of saying, yes, it will immediately get better, because how many clubs do you see that happen where, like, the number of teams have been relegated in recent years? Dundee, Dundee United. They had surprisingly horrendous starts to their season. They get a new manager in. I think everybody assumed they would recover and be fine, and they were terrible. I don't think Hearts are going to go down, but at the same time, I still wouldn't be surprised if it's just this... Just too much low confidence, too many pieces that don't fit, maybe too many players that are injury prone that Hearts will finish the season in the bottom six. Players come back and they get a decent manager. Fourth place, I don't think, is out with the realms of possibility. Fourth place, League Cup winners. Scottish Cup. <laughs> no, because it's tough to beat Rangers with Austin McPhee as manager. So, um... uh, we have loads of good set pieces. No, because they've actually not been that good at set well, pieces. Been, I was talking off here. Funnily enough, funnily enough uh, to... You can work at set pieces all you want in the training ground, but if you don't have anybody who can cross the ball, you're not that good at them. <laughs> Ollie Lee, for all his faults, was very good at crossing the ball for set pieces, and without him, surprise, surprise, Hearts aren't good at them anymore. Right, it's my turn to take over now. Enough talk about rubbish, rubbish teams, rubbish managers. Let me show you. Uh, let's go, to Hibs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Uh, well, I missed the game. Uh, I was working last night. I work every Wednesday evening. I was playing football with the. With the youth of Broomhouse, and I know Duncan, but he phoned, phoned in sick for the game, didn't he? He yeah. phoned in sick for the game, um, so he weren't there. But by all accounts, it looked like a really entertaining, entertaining especially the match. first half. Yeah, it like a lot of stuff happening. It looked like what, was it, what was it like, Duncan? I wasn't there. I phoned in. Sick. Oh, you phoned in sick. Yeah, right. That's what I said. I was. I mean, he got sent off for work. He was sick. He was right. Okay. Yeah, I, thought, I thought he meant. Sorry, when you said, oh. I thought you meant that he phoned in sick to go to the game. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you, you were just <laughs> dressing him up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's not that bad. Yeah, it's literally thousands of people. <laughs> I would never, ever, ever, ever do that. But, uh, right, I, so then you saw it. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Celtics are man. <laughs> no, but I think it was um, Livingston started the game really well, and Hibs sort of struggled as as they have been. But as that half wore on, Hibs looked like they created a, a hell of a lot of chances. But the first one that started off was Tom James cleared off the line, yeah, uh, which was actually really, really good defending. Uh, at the back, and then once that all sort of settled down towards the end of the first half, the minute that first goal went in, then the arse fell out of it for that sort of ten minute period. Yeah, that's a bit. That is the the the, the concern I do have about Hibs is just they're so fragile. So, yeah, they are so fragile. Like yeah. it's like the arse just falls out the back of them as soon as the goal goes in, and that was my worry when it was yeah lying in bed last night and it just got the goal there. I was like, oh shit! Like that's like this is the end of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it, it wasn't then helped by Stevie Mallon bottling it out of a 50-50 I am shocked to no, hear that Stevie Mallon bottled it out of a 50-50 and, I mean, it's, 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 With Craig Sibbled as well yeah. <laughs> it's, I find it, I find it absolutely bizarre how much 
uh, Heckenbottom changes up his starting eleven, and yet Stevie Mallon remains. Where you can every I, single minute, every, of every single, game, yeah, where you can, where, every week, where, where you can now point to instances, instances of him causing goals or him not do, like you. Know, it's not like you can be like that. That's his fault. Uh, you know, like you. Know, it's the same. Like, what's the, what, what is the point in him scoring a good goal at Hamilton if he then goes and acts like an absolute idiot and gives away a penalty in the second half? Like, I, it's, I actually pointless. thought that um, even the first goal. Well, Malin's not directly at fault. If you watch him, he's doing the the Malin. He's doing the Malin stuff. He just, <laughs> the bare, he's sort the of absolute bare minimum. Back. He looks so. I am here. Don't worry. I've I've ran back. Nobody can say I haven't got back in numbers. But he just stands in areas where there's no players. There's no way that it can affect the game in a defensive sort of fashion. And um, obviously they got a bit of luck with with the deflection. It was a decent strike and it deflected off Hamlet. But the actual build up to that goal from Livingston was really quite good. There was a lot of interchanging passes, reverse balls, and then Hanlon cleared it and he was unlucky. And then, yeah, the second one, he bottles it in a 50-50 and Sybil has plenty of time in the middle of a packed box to, to sort of pick his on. spot and pop it in the top corner. Then they go in, they go in at half-time. And can, can we talk about the defence? Because it's not any good this season. 22 goals conceded in 11 games. Yeah, it's really... Even if you you sort of half the Rangers game, because obviously there's a huge amount of goals, but even if you half that and call that three... Um, that's still, still that's still, still nineteen in twelve games. So eleven, uh, sorry, nineteen and eleven games. So uh, Hanlon's regressed tremendously from sort of the Lennon's sort of yeah. major, major season. At, at Lennon's sort of, peak, yeah, Lennon's yeah. peak was also Hanlon's peak. Um, with Darren McGregor not there, I think we do really miss Darren McGregor. Even though I think he's not as good as maybe he was um, a few years back. But again, it's, it's just constant changing as well. Like you uh, off. He doesn't know who he doesn't know who his best eleven is, and that has an impact. Like you, all people always talk about that that triangle at the back. The goalkeeper and the two centre halves are a platform which to build on, and yet Hibs have not really been consistent with that. Like, is, is the goalkeeper? Yeah, is is Porches's number? Is is Porches and Hanlon? That's what he's wanting to do for the rest of the season. Then just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, like forget about the players you've signed, and if injuries come to him, but then when they aren't even sure that the person behind them is going to remain the same and how he wants to play. Like, yeah, it's, it's... And then you've got, like, he's chopping and changing the fullbacks. Now you've got James played, and James was out, and Naismith played. And Naismith was a bit up and down in the game at the weekend. Which is not a surprise because he's barely played. Yeah, like, but he, he did he did some really decent things. He has a good delivery, Naismith. He still looks very unfit. I, like, I don't... I'm try, I still try to work out with Naismith. Is it, is it his body shape or is he actually overweight? I can't really decide yet, but he did set up the goal, um, Horgan's goal at the weekend, and then he was out the team, and then James is back in, uh, and James sort of had, you could see what James brings to the team again. He had a few good efforts on goal, uh, he nearly scored an absolute peach from long range, and he brings that. He's sort of obviously sort of more technically gifted, but it's a completely random thing. Every time you wait to see the team, like Dodge was out, said it was an injury. Find it hard to believe that was an injury now because he was. Straight back, back in on the Wednesday night. Played 90 minutes. And played 90 minutes. And Canberry was in there. Middleton out of nowhere again. Brought back in playing with, with wingers. So it's just, he has absolutely no idea. He obviously went for it yesterday because he had Alan Malin and Halberg. And VR, the invisible man, was, was, was taken out of the team. But ultimately, you've conceded two goals to a good Livingston team. But it's a Livingston not, team not, not playing with it. It's, no. it's a Livingston team no. not playing with especially, a striker. Yeah, especially without Lyndon Dykes. To, to concede two goals to them at home is pretty criminal. Hibs got themselves back into the game. Second half, Scott Allen. 
What a dive! I was just about to say, was it a dive? Yes, yes of absolutely. It's, yeah, definitely. It's but difficult to see. I saw, exactly I saw someone on Twitter saying that you should have a, a, a game knocked off the ban that he's never going to get for this because of, because how, de- how audacious it was. Like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Bartley, and obviously it was Bartley that was the man that was penalised, which is... Uh, Funny. I don't know, a funny, a shame, good. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't really have a feel about that. But right, I've got another question. What is the worst miss? Is it, is it Scott Tiffany? That's the name, yeah? Yeah, Scott Tiffany. Yeah, Scott Tiffany's missing this game or Devante Coles against Johnson earlier in the season. I'm going to go for this one simply because he has the time to do it's whatever mental, he wants. It's absolutely mental. And he rushes it. He doesn't need to rush it. He's ready he also, to go. He also, well, that, and, he's also nowhere near the target. And, 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 well. what, and, and, and how did that lead there? Stephen Mallon. <laughs> uh, with, with the slack back pass, because he just totally switches off because he was facing his own goal yeah. when he goes to sleep. Uh, and then Tiffany, ah, he's, got to, he's got to score that every single time. Livingston will be devastated about the goal that they lost for the equaliser. Yeah. It's an awful goal to lose. It seemed like both centre-halves. So uh, it looked like Lithgow and Lamy mm. were put off. Or Was it Lamy? Lamy came yeah, on. Yeah, Lamy yeah, came yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, it looked like they were put off by Cam Berry's presence yeah, just yeah. a touch. Uh, because it, I think Lamy, Lamy didn't really have an excuse. He was on the other side. He just seemed to slow up a little bit at one stage as if he thought, oh, there's somebody standing there, he'll be offside. He's like, no, he's, he's yeah, walking back to the football. <laughs> Let's go have a little bit more sympathy for him because I think he stops at one point because he sees Cam Berry at his peripheral vision and I think he's just going to run into them. Yeah. So he kind of goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> So he spooked him. Right. Happy Halloween. Oh, Martin Boyle's in. And uh, uh, great to see Martin Boyle come just in. Have to hold, like, yeah. I mean, that was, this, that was just pure pace, that goal. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but that's not, we've not had that all season. We, like know, it like, so it was like, it was, we signed Middleton, but he's, got no, he's not got any not dangerous pace. Mm-hmm. Like that. We, like, not Boyle pace. Yeah, we're not. And, and thankfully, he seems to still have it. But I mean, I don't agree with Swell in a while. I really like Martin Boyle a lot. But if we are hanging our hats on Boyle's return to change our season, then that's a concern as well. I, I mentioned this earlier in the season when Boyle was out. I said that it was the worst player for us to lose, not because he's necessarily the best player, but he's unique mm. in that Hibs team because he has pace. But that doesn't... Heckenbottom doesn't get off the hook for that because uh, he had a whole summer to make to realise I only have one player who's got pace who's also coming back from an injury. Yeah. He knew that and he decided not to bring anyone else in and not and just it was a serious injury yeah, as well it's a like, serious it's a, and like sometimes with players with pace they don't necessarily have to be absolutely brilliant it just stretch the team especially in Scotland like they can stretch the team a bit they make the other team have to think about what they're going to do they can't squeeze it because I, I think that's what another reason why teams find it so easy to go through Hibs midfield because the team just goes if you're a defensive, you can push really, really high up because you know there's no really much chance of getting caught out. So suddenly you've got men over in the middle of the park and then you're walking over Josh Vail and Stevie Mallon wandering towards the goal. Looking yeah. aggrieved. <laughs> right, let's move on to Parkhead. Celtic 2, St Mirren nil. Before we get into this one, interesting use of rotation for Celtic. They rotate three different right-backs. Good fun. Yeah. Good. That's what they think Maurice that. Bauer came in for this game, I should say, after... Uh, Jeremy Fringpong played at the weekend against Aberdeen and uh, Hatam, El, Hatam Abd El Hamid played against Lazio. Who's the best? Probably El Hamid since he gets European assignments. Yeah, so I think probably the most all-rounded. Yeah, mm. yeah and like Fringpong looks like the most exciting, but yeah. Bowers like, looks like the guy that everyone thought was a weird signing and pointless. He looks alright. Very, very, a very Lenin thing, you know, where he just sort of just... He just loves signing players. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> must be doing it. Uh, but Bowers seems to, in the old firm game... He, he was him, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, I think that's if if you can 
Celtic can't afford to carry passengers, but they're in the fortunate position where players are signing like Bauer are coming in and performing. That's bodes well. Absolutely. I think this game, this game just looked as everything you could imagine it would. Is that Celtic were much Celtic were much the more dominant side. Some men defended quite bravely, but at the end of the day, they didn't really have enough an attack, and ultimately, it's hard to just defend for ninety minutes. I was a bit disappointed. I think Duncan was talking about this off air. I was a bit disappointed with some of them were working hard and getting players back. They don't have any quality attack, really. Do they? No, yeah, but it's not, not about the defence. Oh, right. they, they were working back. They got Duncan. they got the numbers back, but they, they, they on both goals you see that they've got the numbers back, but they're not. I think they're, they're a, bit not, un- a bit unlucky the first goal. I don't know. I think if you. If, if a team gets to two rebounds, I think you start saying that you've just got to react a bit quicker. But I think I, I think it was summed up some minutes highlights for this game. So the six minutes highlights, the only two highlights I think they had was two Ilkay Dermis quote unquote highlights. One of which was a shot, yeah. a shot that balloons over the bar for about twenty five yards. Another one was a cross that yeah. was, I mean. It was like a, a cross that was over. Oh, I think he had a um, Obika had a shot. That went nearly and then inside the post, but Forster held it. No okay, problem. Right. Yeah, that was the I only forgot about that one. But sort of like on target. The, the other Dermot's high, quote quote highlight <laughs> was an overhead cross, which Fraser Forster gathered fairly comfortably. Yeah, he just popped it on the ground and then picked it up and then just cracked on with the rest of the night. How um, had came in a great save from Forrest in this one. Like I say, I thought some men were unlucky with their open door, but. Celtic could have won this by more. Julian could have had a hat trick of goals from corners. Yeah, corners, yeah, and he was, he, and even in the highlights, you could see Julian seems to be getting much more comfortable taking the ball out for defence, which is ominous because if you've got him and, and I yeah. come breaking forward uh, and sort of overlapping into the into the midfield, I think teams will really really struggle. I, I think, yeah, I think two two games in a row for Celtic to play to be able to uh, do that intricate hit passing around the box is. A godsend for them as well, like because they look like the first goal. No, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, and you know, just that being able to pass around the the box without being interrupted just makes you more confident, makes you yeah. willing to try it again in the future, which is going to be good for well, it's, it's good be, for Celtic. Not it's really tough us. for that as well because uh, how uh, El Yunusi is another example of someone who like Bauer. You were like, "Why? Well, I don't really didn't sound. They didn't sound very box office. Didn't look great on paper." And he's really did he not? He crossed fifteen million or something at one point. Ah, but I think he was. He sort of like went in uh, in the hiding. It was it Southampton. He was at yeah, uh, and like no, they, they, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't using him. And obviously, it's not like the greatest team in the world that he was coming from. Uh, but he's he with him and Forrest out wide. They both work so so hard. They're both so quick. Uh, now it's just like and you actually, know, and he actually it, brings a bit of chaos factor to that attack. He's, he's not quite as cultured as as maybe Christie is. And McGregor and other and, and Rogic when you use him, but he bring he's just so hard. He's got instincts, hasn't he? Yeah, so yeah. He's like, you can see he, he he focuses on the goal. Yeah, like yeah. I, I really like the look of you know. See, he just looks like a really exciting player who's always running it full belt. Final word on this game: Greg Taylor made his Celtic debut. So to be patient, we're nearly in November. Uh, I think that might just continue being that way for him. I think Bowling Goalies really come on to a game. He's playing very well. But he wrote, we just talked about he rotates the other fullbacks. Could he rotate his left back? I think he, sh- he should. I mean, there's no reason, <laughs> there's no reason not yeah, to. But he should, but then Celtic's rotation policy has been a bit odd. And so McGregor and Brown and, and they, they uh, never rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never rest. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. 
Right, let's move on to Ross County against Rangers. You could tell this game was a struggle for Ross County watching the highlights. <laughs> Definitely, because yeah. they could because I knew they were three 0 down in the first half, and then I watched the highlights, and they could have been three 0 down before they were three 0 down. I don't yeah, remember them ever having a highlight as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just when they hit the post with a massive deflection. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. the only time I saw the Ross County they, move forward. They, they, they didn't lay a glove really on Rangers. It wasn't. I mean, it was a good. It was a good game to watch from. That perspective in terms of uh, like Rangers were enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is which has been an odd thing to. Yeah, even some of the guys that haven't been playing particularly well recently, Ojo, Aribo, Arfield, all did a job in this one. Ojo, a great assist for the opener. Yeah, Ojo, yeah. Uh, that was the best he's played by a mile, and, yeah. and, and maybe even. I know he's had his moments in a range. Oh yeah, he scored a great goal against Feyenoord. But I thought he was pretty pushy that game. But I actually think that oh, that might have, for just even just being able to watch a highlights, it looked like Ojo's best game because he was involved in mm-hmm. in absolutely yeah. everything going forward, and he was consistently on the ball. He looked like he was using his teammates better because a lot of other time, Rangers fans get frustrated because he likes to run down the blind alleys, and likes to be an individual player, but and that doesn't work with Rangers when you've got guys like Arfield and Jack and Aribo moving the ball like what they did against Porto that was sort of Rangers at at their height Uh, but yeah Aribo looked much better he set up he set up Morelos's um, goal as well at the very end a nice path and then Ryan Jack coming to the fore Ryan Jack great performance all round because he was involved heavily in a couple of big chances as well Rangers had other than his two goals and he also nearly had a hat trick as well, a left footed shot for about twenty five yards, which just went past the post, yeah. which I just think shows the the confidence is absolutely bursting through him at yeah. the moment. And there's an opportunity if you are a player like Jack and Kamara and all the, the sort of central midfield players, because teams are playing so so deep that when the balls break out at the edge of the box, you should be able to get a clear strike yeah. on the ball because the team players are so yes it might get cleared off line or maybe it might not go through but you should be you should be getting consistent sort of efforts on goal which should add these guys should be adding goals to, well, I mean, to the game a, and you, saw, you saw that in the second and third goal uh, where he uses Fontaine to, as, as basically a, as, as blocking the keeper to cur- curl it around him it was a very impressive performance from Jack and even, even the his first goal, he comes from deep. Yeah, he was back, he was back playing the number six position, but it's a kind of different Jack because he's yeah. kind of become used to being the number eight. So now when he's playing in the deepest role, if the space is there, he's happy to drive forward yeah. and he's no longer, he's much more progressive with his passing than he used to be when yeah, he yeah. used to play number six. It was often a lot of just recycling position and being safety first. Now you'll see him quite a lot. Even if he hears a player coming, he'll start turn with the ball and assess mm. his options. He's just... The game just seems like it's slowed down for him, like yeah. a significant amount. Well, what, what I liked about his, his second goal was obviously he started to move, but uh, it was he got to the, he got to the penalty box and then realised actually there's people ahead of him. And so he didn't stop moving though. He he he, circu- he circulated, so he was in a position to get the ball when it came to him as well. Like it wasn't like he was like oh he never stops moving now, which yeah. is which is. Good news for Scotland, hopefully. Yeah, I think... Um, I think yeah, I, why not? Why not have another fucking central midfielder? I mean, the rest of them are, on the whole, haven't done it. I mean, that's another podcast, and I know we've probably done that to death over the so ones about how we don't have players hanging our hat on and these guys, but I think Ryan Jack's getting a position now where he's got to be in every squad, and you're going to have to start thinking maybe he would be a, a good bet to, yeah. to, to play there, especially after his performances in, in the Europa League. Um, yeah, where he's shown he can do it. Yeah, he he's doing it at that sort of Steve Clark just has, to really, yeah. just has to figure out a formation where we can play nine centre midfielders, and Scotland will be the best team in 
the Ryan Christie falls down. That we're gonna, that's been champion now. The best team in the outside top twenty. <laughs> and they would be delighted that they would have been able to give Barisic a rest like after fifty-five minutes because he's put a lot picking of, on their victory cigar and yeah, Andy Halliday. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd like been able to give him a rest because he's clearly in the last Speak, like, six weeks. Speaking of giving a rest, did you see uh, Morelos going in a huff, uh, uh, getting taken off, yeah. and Gerard and Defoe were both laughing at him? <laughs> That's what you want. It's sort of like that's sort of like like what happened down south of the Mo Salah and Manny thing that they're arguing, but you just you're it's coming from a good place. Yeah, yeah. So like you don't you don't really worry about it. It's good. Morelos just wants to be banging in more and more goals. Uh-huh. I think he's getting worried because he doesn't want to be the starting striker and the sub actually ends up scoring more goals than yeah. him over the season. <laughs> well, that's so far in the league. Yeah, yeah. So I think do he we, may be panicking yeah, about that. Do we think uh, Laidlaw should have done better with the fourth? Well, is that Morelos? That's a pretty good finish. He rifles yeah. it right across. I'm not going to bury Laidlaw for that. He'll give us something worth doing. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I just thought he knew he's going to shoot. That was like it was uh, kind of his Laidlaw's position made it seem like he was maybe getting ready for the ball to come back across. I was like, it's Morelos. He's, 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 he's shooting. Gonna, yeah, I suppose. And that, but Ross County, I'd be get, starting to get worried about because uh, defensively pumpings recently. Well, they did uh, come back to score to, to draw with Hibs, but then it's we're like, soft quite, shite, aye, quite disgraceful to to concede two goals to Hibs really. <laughs> uh, so I think like you just when you look at the defence, it is a bit like mm, Keith Watson. That's not good, Fraser. Just when they're like, playing hard teams, teams yeah. you're like, it's just I don't know if that's going to be good enough. Right, let's move on. Kamarok against Motherwell. Sorry, uh, Motherwell against Kamarok. Should I say with the hosts winning this one two one? Thanks in large part to a big call early in this game from referee Don Robertson. It was a big call. Who judged Alex Bruce to have taken down Chris Long. I've watched this loads of times. I, don't know what to say. I have no idea who got that ball first. <laughs> I think, yeah, if you see it uh, at first viewing, you're like, yeah, I could, I could be. A, you're like, that definitely could be a red because the ball doesn't travel while it doesn't deviate wildly differently. You're like, that could be a touch. I thought it did deviate quite a bit. I think it deviated, but in a way that could have been a natural touch. So I thought I it, looked at it. it was a stick on um, red card. No, yeah. I, thought, I thought he played the ball. Mm. I thought I thought the ball moved. I thought the defender got to it, but it's only in some of the replays it looks like. It's only in some of the replays it looks like Long brings his foot around and manages to maybe get there first. But even I slowed it down on YouTube to point two point five speed. Still impossible to tell. Long's foot comes up and then it just kind of disappears. I was going to say uh, uh, maybe uh, Robertson's mind was made up by the fact that Bruce looked like he was struggling to get him because he spent the first mm. twenty minutes of that challenge trying to uh, appeal for offside. And it, was, was, it was actually really poor for Kamara. The first time you've seen them sort of completely cut open in weeks, mm-hmm. uh, they'd be so strong, and maybe that's because Del Fabro's out. They had to make a change in there, but they'd be dis- you know, they'll be disappointed because the sort of first mistake they made the defenders are too okay. far apart and, they get caught, and it caught and it really cost them for, for this whole game but even despite that I think Kilmarnock uh, for according to Graham and people that we know that were at the game they were still very well organised they were still very much in the game and that's testament to Alessio's shape work and all the things that he's doing on that training field that even, and even when they go down to 10 men it isn't no fitness I know we probably went over this I know everyone's I'm raising pure gym after training <laughs> desperately trying to keep fit but is there anything wrong with that? I think, I think, I think you have to be fit to play in Scotland no, no but is it unreasonable for like to really be concentrated on the players looking after themselves I always get a feeling in other countries Granted, it's easier because you probably it's have... It's more a, a, a given that players will do that themselves. Yeah, like they've got... You've got granted, it's easier when you've got a gym on on site when you're playing. But you only get to be together so often 
uh, in a week and mm-hmm. obviously a lot of teams I mean they're only doing three hour sessions is it a lot to ask that you go and do 90 minutes two hours when you've got a conditioning coach going this is what you're going to do you go yeah. and do that yourself yeah, probably not uh, and then you've got a, and, and then when you're on the training ground you're concentrating on your ball, getting the balls out you're concentrating on your set pieces and you're concentrating on your shape is it it's, it's, it's no surprise that teams in other countries always look tactically miles ahead of Scottish teams in yeah, Europe. Not and to, yeah, because they're not being sent on running exercises. Yeah, yeah, they're not on the sand dunes. <laughs> Craig Levine. <laughs> Had to get that dig in somehow. <laughs> and Dom Thomas managed to score. Further, uh, Craig Telford will be happy. He managed to score across, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. <laughs> to be fair to Dom Thomas, he's done well to kind of stick around at Killy this season. At the same time, Kelly don't have a lot of quality in attack, and if Dom Thomas was the required quality to be a proper top flight player, you think he would have been playing a little more than he has. Yeah. But I don't think he's been bad. I think he's been a, a useful kind of squad player this season. I just still don't envision him being a top flight footballer for most I, of his career. Yeah, I, I don't see him playing Premiership. I think he'd be an two, excellent championship in two, player in two seasons' time. You know. Um, I but it was one of those. Telford uh, sitting there rubbing his hands. <laughs> I know he's, he's bookmarked it. <laughs> um, uh, but sorry, only go. I was just. It was the, the, the delivery was one of those ones where every player looks at each other, being like, "Well, that's close enough for them to get." It. Like mm. it, it was one of those. He asked them to do it ninety nine times. And we can't move on from this game at all without talking about the worst free kick goal that's ever been scored <laughs> yeah. in the history of free kick goals. <laughs> miss hit Trundler that get to, takes a slight deflection and the goalie pans it into the ball. Yeah, the, ball. So the goalie's slightly unlucky that he takes a deflection, but he still was a bit rubbish. Yeah. Well, it's like it. Everything about that was, was, was cool. I was like, oh, here it comes. I knew he'd scored a free kick. Excited that. No way. Shit. <laughs> to mention Motherwell, I think it showed that their signings have been very good in the summer because even, I mean, they probably the worst signings, somebody who I picked that I thought would be the best and I think came with maybe one of the best pedigrees, which was Casper Sloth, who's not even really been seen so far this season. But you had guys like... Jake, yeah, he's, he's really like been unfortunate with the eyes of Liam Donnelly yeah. in that position. Jake, Jake Carroll, Devante Cole, Chris Long, I don't really like the look of any of them coming into the campaign. I remember and that yet, from your scouting yeah, pods. Um, yeah. Especially, yeah, I didn't. I, I said between Cole and Long, I think, for their worst player. Cole, I'm still not entirely convinced by, but I think Long's a good player. Oh yeah, he looks like he's... Uh, His movement's great. Really intelligent, he, he puts some good crosses in. Uh, he'll be a very handy player if they can get... If Cole can just be the poacher, then it might actually work with him. Just going with them, with the two of them up front. Sadov seems to be falling out, and Illich, sort of that's two of the wingers that they didn't play in this game. So there was a slight change to how they've been going. But um, yeah, I really like the look of Carroll. He looks like a real workhorse. He's got a good whip. I like those, but yeah, you know, good when, delivery. You know when they when they, they do the deliveries when they're still running, yeah. like when they're still running full belt and they get a really smashing whip across <laughs> it. It always looks really really cool, yeah. and it, it's a really difficult skill because you're running full belt. You need to plant your foot and then get the cross in, and it always it just looks like a really really cool skill. So I'm a big fan of Carol now. Right, let's move on to the two one nil games left. By the way, I have to say I really should have won money on this because like, everybody should have won money on this. Because let me ask you, what is the more obvious scoreline? Hamilton nil, Aberdeen one, or St Johnson one, Hearts nil. Uh, the Hamilton Aberdeen game is more more obvious. Yeah, more obvious. both of them were very obvious, though, weren't they? Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. I could I could have seen St Johnson Hearts being nil nil. Yeah, there's always a chance of a goal, but especially when Crystal Bennett's in town. Not the men for you. Uh, right, so Hamilton Aberdeen to start with, I think. There was, I remember reading on an Aberdeen forum after the win over Motherwell where a fan asked 
are Aberdeen potentially better without Lewis Ferguson in the side? And I thought that's a little bit interesting because against Motherwell, it was very much kind of using the fact that all three centre midfielders were kind of guys who could, very athletic guys who could really get up and down the park. And they they Mm. were able to kind of use that, like you say, mobility, use the kind of man-marking system, snatch the ball off the opponent and drive it forward very quickly. And Ferguson doesn't quite have those kind of same physical capabilities. Then they were absolutely fucking horrendous against Celtic yeah. and then Ferguson comes back in and it's uh, evident right away, no, they're definitely better with him in the team. But those are, if we're honest, those are three different types of games as well. Yeah, I mean, that's true, that's but I would still say that Ferguson, they're a better team for Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he is somebody who's not only is a battle in the midfield, he, he does get involved in the attack, he can score goals, he scored a very good one in this one nice and he almost piece. scored another overhead kick that was good nice, off the line. It was a nice set-piece routine. Yeah, I quite liked it. Even though you'll still be very angry if you're a Hamilton, Scott, Mar- Scott, Scott Martin got done for yeah, it. Right, and if you're and if you're if you're the manager, it must be so frustrating stuff like that because you're managing one of the weaker teams. You've got the lowest budget, all that's it, and like being switched on at like set pieces. It's like they, you need to do those basics. So everyone needs to do the basics. But when you're really a struggling team and you're always a struggling team, you really can't go to sleep. For one second, and to be honest, Ali, like going by the highlights, Hamilton looked like they actually played in an attacking sense better than they have uh, in a lot of previous weeks. They seem to have a, a lot of a, sort of decent um, opportunities, but uh, it was a good finish. Even though the goalie will always disappointed because he smashed it and he's near post. But I mean, I mean, to be fair though, Aberdeen did uh, hit the woodwork a, a fair few times in that game. What did you think about the penalty claim for Hamilton? Yeah, you I thought th- it was a penalty. Yeah, because Constantine's arms extended. When you I, see it, you, you, rather than it being like a shoulder barge, you see his arm come out and it's extended. I mean, to the soft butt. I wonder if the referee just kind of immediately evened it up because he allowed play to continue after what looked like right, Oakley had done yeah. it to Constantine. And I think Constantine does it back, and the referee just goes, ah, well. Very, <laughs> both these fell each other play on. Very risky for Constantine because pushing someone at the edge of your own box. Uh, aye, aye, it's, <laughs> it's fine for Oakley to push him. <laughs> yeah. Worst thing that happens is that I get a free kick <laughs> in their own box. Aye, but, uh, to do it back it like shows. Especially someone like Constantine who over sort of recent Yeah, it's years, a bit of immaturity, isn't it? Yeah, which isn't really like him. Although, like, um, especially that he's been... I remember the lads were talking in our previous pod a couple of weeks ago about how sort of such a safe pair of hands Constantine's become. Uh, <laughs> sorry, someone's just waving at us. No, no, give us a finger. All oh, right. <laughs> we deserve it. We're talking shit again. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go to the final game, which was St. Johnson 1, Hearts 0. We've already talked about Hearts, so... The, the death nail for Craig Levine. Although, one thing I will say about Hearts is, because I said this, uh, when we saw the team were on the train back through from uh, recording the show, I said, right, the midfield is Bazanich, Claire, Morrison and Demore. Would you rather have that, or would you rather have teenage... Jamie Walker and Sam Nicholson, Scott Robinson and Jamie Hamill, the Hearts midfield for the season they were relegated. And we kind of decided we'd probably rather have the current midfield, but it's very close to yeah. tell. And that shows you just uh, how murder Hearts are at the moment. And I don't necessarily think, I mean, Demore's played in the English Championship. Demore's actually played in the English Premier League. Yeah. Uh, he played semi-regularly in the English Championship. So it's just though. Bazanich has a bit of ability, Claire has a bit of ability, Morrison's got potential. They shouldn't be as bad as they are, but they just have been all playing horrendously bad this this season. And it just looked like just looked at that team and thought, that is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, why was Whelan not playing? So I think he no, he was injured. He put, he had a tight hamstring, so he didn't play it against uh, Livingston, so right, okay. I think he only brought him on for the last half hour, kind of uh Break a case of emergency scenario, not that it worked. Right, so Dorman and Johnson, though, they are starting to look a bit better. I mean, I know they've had pretty much the easiest games you could almost hope for in Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton Hearts, but 
two wins is still two wins. And I think in this one you saw the likes of Kennedy, Dre Wright. Uh, Dre Wright's improved them. Wallerspoon all kind of looking sharper. And then Dre Wright, uh, I know he's actually played quite a lot of games now this season. If you look at he's probably made about seven or eight appearances. But it's, it's going to take time but, to yeah, get back. Yeah, so you're seeing that now. And I think when we saw the, get the highlights against um, Hamilton at the weekend and now in, in this game, he looked at it. He was doing a lot of sharp turn-ins, doing his flicks. Uh, looked very energetic, getting, being involved in everything good that's Johnson, which is the main thing they want to do. He's arguably, when he was on song along with Kennedy, is, is, the, is the best players they have. And Ali McCann looked outstanding again. Uh, I'm really quite excited about McCann, and I really hope that, people must be all, the fact he's coming out of contract. I'd be all over that. He really, should, he, I really wanted to uh, scored that that, that chance he had where Smith and Bizarrich just dummied it for each yeah. other and allowed him to run through and go. And Pereira lost his absolute shit. Yeah. Um, Pereira was he outside the box for that one? Know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to tell. Really tough. Uh, it's one of those you need the you need the goal line technology but on the box to be able to, uh, <laughs> if we don't even have the goal line technology for, yeah, for the one instant a year that it'd come yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. just get spent <laughs> uh, or we'll fall behind the refs will fall behind all the rest of the Europe if they do it oh, they'll never uh, but they got a clean sheet which will be really good for them that's a clean sheet with Ralston playing in the back four which is always a, a it's the first clean sheet of the season yeah uh, back four of Ralston Kerr, Duffy and Tadzer I really enjoy perfect that. remedy to play that it's, the, the perfect remedy for that is to play hard I yeah. really enjoyed St Johnson's official account being very salty about the league did you see that they tweeted last night being like there's no, no point in looking at the league table till after you've played everyone at least once and it's just like <laughs> you bunch of dicks <laughs> like, like, why, why not you've got nine I'm... games without a win like, in the league and you're like oh <laughs> are they above him though as well of course yeah, they are, they are. <laughs> they've won two games <laughs> Won <laughs> two games in four days, which is more than Hibs have won since since we beat Hearts at Tynecastle. <laughs> and for Hearts, it's like they've already done better than what Hearts have done in like the last fucking year. I don't, I don't, what was the start of the day? Uh, Three di- wins. Dis- no, discounting wins against each, each other. other. Uh, one, right. one win since March to get between <laughs> two Edinburgh clubs. And that's Hibs against at home to the promoted team. <laughs> Sit Mirren where we were on the sheet of our pants. Sit signed like four players the day before and yeah. still like had half a squad. And, and they're now bottom of the yeah. league. And we're uh, unlucky yeah. to lose the game. <laughs> and the best part of it is both sides are playing this weekend yeah. at Hamden Park. Right, again, the big, the, big, the big two for Glasgow. What's going to happen in that one, Fowler? Uh, both Glasgow teams are going to win. Uh, to them? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> an aggregate score, please. I don't think... Either team, uh, Hibs could get humped because I think Celtic, uh, Hearts for all the, well t- t- it's hard to tell because I think going into the weekend I would say Hearts wouldn't get humped because Levine teams One. barely ever actually get slaughtered, they always just find a way to not win. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't know what Austin McPhee's team is going to be like. So they could get slaughtered now. So yeah, six 0 on aggregate. I don't know. I, I, said, I, I said six 0 earlier in the week. Two three nils. My, my, I think yeah. My, two three nils is my was my thing. Prediction because like. because <laughs> they're both at European games this week, next week, have they not? Next week. Aye, aye, aye. Aye. So what's the point? In I was really sad that they didn't have European games before this. I was like, oh. No, that's, what, that's the one thing we need. No, because then they would have to the money field scenario again. <laughs> the money field have to. I'd be fine for that. Just a double, the the double threat match. What's <laughs> this? Like? A double threat. Double, <laughs> yeah. Tag team, tag team, Hampden <laughs> Park. Just play. I think both. Yeah, yeah, we have twenty two, twenty two Hibs and Hearts players against one of the old firm. I still not entirely sure. Yeah, 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 chances. Yeah. Get absolutely hammered. <laughs> um, it is that. 
I mean, we, we've sort of been mixing the, the hosting duties here for a while. So, let's uh, yeah, we'll we'll do it together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank, uh, well, thank, thank you, you very, very much, much Dr. Mackay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't introduce him at the start. <laughs> I, I only found out I was hosting, I decided to host him at 30 seconds before we'd done it, and that's why it was a very haphazard. Uh, th- thank you, Mr. Tony Anderson. Oh, any time, Craig. <laughs> I live for it. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us. Uh, we've got tennispodcast.net, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram now, we're not that yeah, I know, Joel's I've never heard it. Yeah. Joel's that, not done anything on an Instagram page for about nine months. Was that, was that one of his jobs? It was. Oh, come on, Joel. <laughs> Think of all the opportunities you've been given. Get on the Instagram. I don't know how to use it, I'm not a very social media savvy guy. Although, strange enough, I just got asked at work. I think it's maybe because I'm one of the youngest people there and because I'm on Twitter a little bit, they've asked me to be in charge of the Twitter account for the project that I worked on. <laughs> us, I'm like, I barely know what I'm doing, but it's like, I, like the button was like, but can you do that? I was like, well, I, I know how to tweet. <laughs> so yeah, you'll yeah. do that. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah. So I'm doing that now. I maybe have to hit up Robert Worthwick and ask him for top five tips for doing content <laughs> about... Bit about poverty, really. <laughs> okay, so that's us. If you'd like to hear more of us, head over to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. We are not going to be doing anything for the $2 uh, tier, but uh, Craig Anderson has done an interview with a couple of the girls that are involved in On the Ball, so that'll be available shortly. And also, we're going to do stuff that will be released down the line. Yeah, yeah so uh, but for uh, just uh, Hibs fans, you will. Enjoy it, it'll be very nostalgic in a, yeah. in a negative but, way. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to put I'll put up the. So, right, we're going to do a Hibs kind of quarterly review. Can you split them? That, that one will probably be up this weekend at some point, or tomorrow, or Saturday or Sunday. And the the other one we're doing will be further down the line. We've not announced that um, group of pods yes, that are going to be feature. Yeah. So, you don't really care, it just turns up in your podcast. Yeah, yeah, like, go, but if you, go on then. But if you, if you want to hear all the extra content, it's patreon.com forward slash Please give us more money. It's really good stuff, it. actually. Yeah. Like, even stuff that I'm, we're not involved in. Yeah, mm. stuff that I've not even heard. <laughs> that's, that's especially good. <laughs> uh, enjoy your football. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.